BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Don't let the mysteries of life scare you away. Instead, ask Altucher. Here's James Altucher. So, Claudia, everybody is always curious. I say, uh, or you say, go on YouTube, start making videos right now, see what opportunities come. And they're like, well, how do you make money doing that? Or how do you make money going on Instagram? So we found a couple... Yep. Mimi Icon and Alex Icon, who make over seven figures a year doing YouTube videos and Instagram and so on. We have them on the phone. Hello, Mimi and Alex. Hello. Hi, guys. And Mimi's on my mastermind of women as well, which is really nice. You know, I did not know that. Yep, she is. And, uh, and they're a couple doing it together. And that's what I love about them. How did, oh, you know, first off, um, so, so Mimi... I know you have like 700,000 Instagram followers. How many, how many YouTube followers do you have between the two of you? Um, hmm. Well, so are There's a few channels, so it's a bit hard to count it all. But I think um, we never really focus on numbers. But if we're going to talk about numbers, we have a hair channel, which is Lexi Hair. I think it's over 2.3 million um, wow. subscribers, but we've been doing it for over five yeah. years consistently. And that's, how, that's the biggest channel. That's over a quarter of a billion views uh, worldwide. And that's kind of the, the business that I would say brings in the money, uh, sort of say. And then there's other channels and of course new projects. So there's, Mimi has a new channel that she's been working on and that. Which is Mimi Icon. And um, I do more lifestyle, fashion videos, vlogging videos when we travel. Um, it's more personal and intimate. Yeah, and that's probably... Um, it's got now, I think about two, I don't know. I see that's the thing. Like I never focus on the numbers, but I know it's over to 50 K subscribers. But in general, probably over two and a half million. My channel is over 50,000, but it's more of a, I call my channel just my therapy. That's what I do every day, like every week just to uh, release and, uh, help other people. But all in all, like Muni is saying, it really, it's funny that we're talking about numbers, but in reality, we actually we never have, really talk about numbers. Yeah, we don't talk about numbers. <laughs> well, that's interesting because that may be I, – I think when people are focused too much on the numbers instead of the value they provide, it decreases from the value. Absolutely. So so, so tell us, how did you – before we get into more of the numbers, because we are going to dive more into the numbers, uh, tell us how you got started doing YouTube videos. I mean – a quarter you know, or two and a half million viewers and a quarter of a billion views on a, a video channel about hair. Obviously, I have never used your <laughs> uh, advice, but uh, t- tell us how you got started. 
they actually started very organically and um I was looking for hair extensions for our big day, which was also five years ago. For the wedding. Yeah, when we're, we were getting married and I thought, okay, finally I'm going to go splurge and get myself some hair extensions to look glamorous. And we're broke, by, we were broke back then, so there was no money. So I don't know what he was going to splurge on, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't spend that much. <laughs> so I bought a set of hair extensions. I came home. I clipped it in. And um, I was just in the room with Alex and my sister, Layla. And it, I clipped in the hair extensions and it looked horrific. They looked really bad, unnatural. And I just looked at them and I said, guys, like this really sucks. I wasted all this money. I can't return this product. And my sister was just saying, yeah, this does suck. Alex just looked at us and said, what's hair extensions? I've never heard about this product. Tell me more. At the time, he was also reading for our work week. Actually, both, yeah, both of us were reading for our work week. So he was in the mindset of, you know, looking... Looking for the muse. I think like so many people, you know, you read the four hour, you see the cover of the guys on the beach and you're like, work four hours a week. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And it's the whole, I guess, era of lifestyle business when it was just starting. This is in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just very excited. I guess that book really opened up uh, our mind to, hey, this is actually possible. There's this new technologies that exist that allow uh, people like, like us who are just, you know, uh, early 20s back then just with dreams and wanting to live a life and travel the world and discover places. So I was just there kind of just thinking unemployed and just thinking, okay, how can I live this lifestyle? And, uh, Mimi, and I think like so many people, you want to have a business, you want to have the lifestyle, but so many people miss have the missing link of what's the actual business and what's the actual idea. How am I actually going to realize this? Cause it's not just about the secret and just making things happen, but it's actually about action and making uh, things a reality. So, that's when the spark really came. I'm like, wow, this seems interesting. And then Mimi kind of, uh, I said, so tell me more about hair extensions. And then she showed me. Yeah, I just opened the laptop and started showing him all these videos. What's that? This is on your wedding day? No, this was right before the wedding. This was like a month before a month before the wedding. Okay. Yeah, so I started showing Alex all these, all these YouTube videos. And at the time in the UK, hair extensions were actually quite big, but not in US and Canada, which became our main market. And um, yeah, I showed him some videos on YouTube of before and afters of, you know, girls wearing hair extensions. And it's always so dramatic because, you know, somebody going from short and more fine hair to long, voluminous, thick hair is just very emotional and dramatic and exciting. So the girls get like really excited and they scream and they twirl around <laughs> here and you get all this emotion. And I'm like, because it does feel different when you have that much hair. Yeah. So for me, as a guy who knew nothing about hair extensions, I just thought, wow, you just feel like you're actually changing uh, their emotions and their life, really. So it was just really exciting. It's like I think any product that gets emotions out of people and gets them to feel better uh, is just people want it. So and even though it was like Alex, I want to interrupt for a second. I think that's a really important takeaway. Anything that you see is going to really inspire the emotions of people to change that mm-hmm. there, there is some product out there to, to search around, to, to figure out. And that's what you guys did. Exactly. But, and, but it really did start with uh, like a frustration, like a problem. Yeah, and my said, own problem. Yeah, and that, that was, the, I guess, why we worked as a team as well is that, you know, for some people, they, we get frustrated on a daily basis, a lot of us, right? But it's it's for, and so many people are like, okay, I want a business idea. And what we always tell people, and this is what happened with us, and even all the other business 
products that we created after, including the Five Minute Journal, which is one of them, they all came from uh, our own struggles, our own struggles, yeah. our own problems. Because if if you can solve a problem for yourself or others, that's a business. And and uh, one of my good friends said. How do you make a billion dollars? Well, you create a billion dollars worth of value for other people. Right. And that's how you do it. So that's how, how yeah. we just think of business, really. Yeah. So at that time, when Alex saw all those videos, he said, well, we should definitely do this business. <laughs> and we looked at him like he's crazy. No, because <laughs> we didn't have any money. Like I said, we're really just, I just graduated from university, which was a whole complete waste of money and time. And I totally agree with you, James, on choose yourself era and how, you know, if I, I invested differently my time and, uh, and money, but it was, it was a complete waste to go to university in my opinion. And then, uh, I'm a college dropout. He's a college dropout. <laughs> she's smarter than me. But, uh, <laughs> well, I guess what really happened. Girl, what, girls are always smarter than guys. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But what happened was we, we said, okay, we, We'll have some money, so we have like some line of credits, and I know my mom has a line of credit, and I know, and we just got a check from you know, you know those checks you get from your visa that say like, okay, you can have, you can take out this money, and if you have no interest for six months, and after six months you have like this crazy interest rate. Yeah. Well, he said okay, zero percent interest for six months. I'm like, okay, we have six months to make money, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we have very natural way to think. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just take money from mom and visa. <laughs> Max and go for it. Exactly, go for it. And we just thought, uh, also, but what can? How can we make this money go further? And back then, I was a failed social media consultant. I can say I was just starting out. This is 2009, 2010. So nobody would buy my services for social media consulting. Meaning, you know, back then I was saying, oh, social media consultants are like snake oil salesmen. Nobody trusted them. Well, I was one of those guys, kind of, I guess to say, but the reality was it was so new. Not many businesses really uh, created these strategies yet. And that's what I wanted to do for other businesses. But they, like, get out of here. Facebook or YouTube are never going to be, they don't work. And show me a return on investment. And, you know, to be honest, I couldn't because I didn't have enough experience yet. So I said, well, we're going to do it ourselves. We're going to put... All the stuff that I learned from, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk back then, who was a huge inspiration as well with his book, Crush It, and how he did Wine Library, or let's say Seth Godin, his idea of being a linchpin and all that stuff. So we kind of put all those ideas and inspirations, and we put it into a channel, which was Luxy Hair. And that's where Mimi and her sister Layla created hair tutorials every week uh, to help other people to create hairstyles. And we, when we, when we started a YouTube channel, we didn't yet have a business or a product. I just told Mimi and Layla, start making videos, build an audience, and I'll, I'll be working on the product and creating the product and the business. So, so Alex so, and, and Mimi, you uh-huh. already saw that there were many YouTube videos or YouTube channels doing this. Why did you think you could compete? Well, we didn't. <laughs> we thought we'll just, you know, we'll get a thousand subscribers maybe and we'll have our little community. And that's really what we aim for. We didn't aim for millions of views or millions of subscribers. We just said, you know what, we got to give it a shot because all of us at the time, me, my sister and Alex were unemployed. <laughs> we, were, we all had our own little businesses, but we weren't really that successful, to be honest. And we all, we, the three of us knew that we wanted to have our own thing. We wanted to be, you know, in control, have our own business or some kind of projects that we're working on that we're passionate about. So this opportunity came through and we just thought, let's go for it because we were desperate and we were also 
into the product because I, I genuinely wanted to have this these kind of hair extensions. And we we didn't talk to anyone, you know, meaning our friends or family. We just said, you know, we're, we're going to go for it. And we don't really care what other people think because we really need to start, you know, we need, really need to start working at something that works for us. Yeah. Because it was, it, it was either start your own business and succeed at it or go back to nine to five jobs. And that was like a death sentence. Yeah. yeah we used to work, we used to work like a retail bank. That's how me and I met. And we knew we can always go back to that, you know, some sort of a job like that, like a safe nine to five job. But for us at that moment, like I said, we were so, uh, it was so against it. Like our values, our, our vision of who we are as people, we saw ourselves, especially after reading the four hour work week of, of traveling the world and, and discovering places and, and living the life to our turns. And, 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 and also and, doing things that are meaningful to us. Right. Yeah. So, I think, so, I think so, yeah, go ahead. so you started the uh, YouTube channel how quickly mm-hmm. did you real? How many videos did it take before you realized, hey, there's there's a real audience here, a real community here that's starting to develop around this? We were very fortunate because I think that it grew pretty fast compared to many other channels that are out there. I remember that within a few months, we already hit, I would say, twenty five thousand subscribers. That's quite that's a bit. But I'll say no. But I'll just, I'll just slow it down. I think at the beginning, it wasn't really that fast. So we started, I think, the channel in April. In, in April, yeah. By July, when we launched the actual business, and we actually finally sourced the product, and we got everything ready, and we, we sent a, a $20,000 wire to China by never <laughs> talking to the person, or uh, we just chatted over like uh, Skype or MSN Messenger back then, and just sent this money to somewhere we, we didn't know. And uh, at that at that point, we probably had, it wasn't a thousand subscribers even, it was maybe 250. Well, yeah, because it, it grew exponentially, you know, it was like, first it was like 100 subscribers, well, first it was zero, right? We have to remember. Everyone that. starts with Everyone zero. Everyone starts with zero. We had zero subscribers when I posted my first video that was filmed on a laptop, my first maybe five times. What, what, what did you do the yeah. video about? What, What's what that? Do, what did you do the first video about? It was a review of a product, which was a hair straightener that was extremely popular at the time. Um, it was very expensive, but very good quality product. Well, and did, I, you, did you say, would you say that you were kind of um, newsjacking at the time in the sense that you knew it was a popular product? <laughs> a little bit. I wasn't doing it consciously, to be honest, James. But now looking back, I, I think I just, you know, naturally, I just, I just kind of feel with my gut the things that are in and also, I'm into it as well. So before I bought the straightener, I did a lot of, um, you know, a lot of research and looked at a lot of videos. So I wanted to share my, you know, five cents about what I think about this product. And the video did grow and get a lot of views. But then, you know, we consistently started making other content, like, you know, showing women how to do braids and waves and all kinds of hairstyles. And yeah, at first we were just filming it on laptop. <laughs> was, there ever, was there ever a tipping point video where suddenly you had this kind of like humongous leap. Uh, uh, so, so you probably had a, a trend line. Okay, we're gradually going up, gradually going up. Was there any one video where, bam, kind of like Michelle Phan when she did the Lady Gaga makeup video, it was bam for her? There was a few. There wasn't one. Um, there was a few. Like there was this Alexander Wang, uh, which is a fashion designer. He did this beautiful side braid on his runway. So that one got a few million in the first year. Did yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, then I did a six trend braid, which I never in a million years thought would be big. It got like over eleven million. Views. Wait, what's a six trend braid? 
Six strand braid, yeah. Six so strand like, braid. It's like really complicated braid made out of six strands of hair. <laughs> should, should <laughs> Claudia do that? Strong. Like, would, would Claudia look good with that? <laughs> of course she would. Claudia has beautiful hair. I'm gonna check it out. Claudia but, has great hair. But, I'll have to do it now. You two look alike a little bit, actually. <laughs> I think so too. But, but even then, uh, like. I'll, I'll be honest, like, I, I mean, he's, I think we talked about this too, mm-hmm. but in reality, I'll say there was never a viral moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, it, it, We really grew. It was many life. little moments. It was many little yeah. moments and they grew over time. Like I said, I think it's just the reason we want to point that out because so many people, when we look at the examples, let's say of Michelle Flan or even us, people so many think, oh yeah, you guys just, you know, overnight, you grew it, but it really took time and dedication. Yeah, well, we're not an and, and most importantly, consistency of creating content, putting out value to other people time and time and time. And most importantly, even though we have a business, we never focus on selling the product. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I think is very important that we realized from the beginning is because we didn't want to sell like when we come from a banking world where it's a direct selling world where my manager would come to me and be like, Alex, here's a list and go sell to these people. These This credit card offer is going to ruin people's lives. Whatever, potentially. Or they can start businesses and, and end up like us. <laughs> so let me ask you, did you did you actually cover that credit card and return the money to Mom? Yes. We, we, so we covered it within, within, within six months. We, we paid off that balance because what actually ended up happening was we and, and you know we it's good to be naive sometimes and stupid because what happened with us we actually uh we want to do this whole four-hour working thing so we said you know in september we're gonna go to south of france and we're gonna have our first mini vacation this is before vacation mini, mini uh yeah workation mini whatever <laughs> you want to call it workation i love it and, and so we booked the trip to Nice before we made any before we made any money, and yeah. you know what? That month we made a lot of money. So and this is our second or third month in business. So you know, it, how, it, how many videos? Like, how many videos had you done at this point? It was a week. A video I'd, week. I'd say maybe. Oh, probably around 20, 20 plus. Yeah, okay. not more than that. But of course, there's more than videos. I'll say at that time, there was also a lot of, you know, hustle. Because I'll say those, you know, people also who say read those books and think, oh, okay, I'll just do this and create it. There was a, like, we'd probably work 80 to 100 hour work weeks mm-hmm. uh, up until, let's say, September uh, when we went on that little what vacation. Were you doing? No, we're doing like we would go on like forums, and we would uh, we would help people with questions about hair, and you know all all everything that was related to hair. We were there <laughs> helping yeah. people and also spreading the message about our new product. Yeah, spamming our friends, uh, <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, and uh, we're also well, I think the thing that helped the most back then was let's say equivalent of let's say I think going to Yahoo Answers, looking for people who are asking hair-related questions, and then we would answer them, uh, so all of us, and just help them out. Or so, we, so it was kind of like a, a hub-and-spoke model, like the, 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 the center of your wheel were the YouTube videos, but then you had spokes and all these other outlets where you would direct people back to the center, which was your YouTube videos. Definitely, exactly. and, and interacting with the first, of course, people who subscribe, who comment, uh, and interact with them, really nurture that community because those first people are your, you know, first, you know, a hundred fans or whatever, or first fan. You have to really uh, dedicate and be. And to this day, I spent a lot of time going through comments and you know talking to people and developing relationships with my audience because you know we're able to do what we are today because of our audience and their support. 
Now, when did your business hit the seven-figure mark? Or, or, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before then, um, you, men you mentioned you mentioned after a few months you sent that first twenty thousand dollar wire to China. What was that all about? What were you What were you selling? What were you buying? How did that start? Uh, we like how did we like, find a supplier, or how did that happen? No, or? what what happened where money started to enter the picture? Or like actually, we started making money, or well. You mentioned at some point you sent a wire to China um, for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, that was that was to buy the product. So, because the only money we spent in our business was really like I made the, the website myself with a WordPress theme, I think, and a PayPal button. Uh, it was really basic. Uh, we so took all the pictures. We, the we took all the pictures ourselves. I think we didn't have so much money. So it was, I remember this time we, we bought the photo equipment. Uh, let's say the studio set, a little thing, lights and whatever from a, from a Henry's store in Canada, like a B&H photo kind of thing. And then we bought it. We did the shoot and I, we had to return it the next day. <laughs> we honestly didn't have like, like, well, you got to save money. And in fact, we didn't even get married. We got married that year in Dominican, which we did, but we never got our marriage certificate because it was like three to five hundred dollars. And we said, "Okay, screw getting a marriage certificate. We need this money. We don't money. care about the paper. <laughs> we don't care right. about this paper. We need, we need money more for our business. Right. So we so we invested all the money into the product and uh, and kind of just buying the inventory itself. Mm -hmm. And then most other things we did it ourselves. So like I said, I did the website. We did the videos. Yeah. We did the customer service. We really, it wasn't, uh, at the beginning, it wasn't a four-hour work week at all. It was, a, it was an 80 to 100-hour work that's, week. That's very typical, actually. Like, even <laughs> even the four-hour work week, he started off working 80 hours a week, and then you kind of figure out how to how to delegate it down and so on. But how did you, what when you when you started, you, you mentioned you wired $20,000 to China for products. I don't understand. What what were you selling? When did you start selling? How did you formulate a business model? Like, what happened next? Yeah, well, okay. Actually, this is a very interesting question, and it's important. Because what happened, the reason business ideas struck out, we got, I guess, popular in business as well, because we... We don't have too much business experience either. Our business experience is uh, we used to work at a bank. Like we don't. Well, I would have some entrepreneurial ventures as a kid, but nothing really. I used to sell flowers on the street and things like that. You used to sell cars to you. I used to sell cars and and to Russia and all sorts of things. But I think what it really came down to when Mimi told me about the product, and she told me, you know, I bought this product in a mall. It cost me this much, and it's crap. Uh, the ones that I want that are really good, they cost between three to five hundred dollars, sometimes even more, mm -hmm. uh, for this clip and hair extension, which is like they clip into your hair. It's like this additional hair you have. I, James, I don't get it either, but it works. And, <laughs> and I said, okay. Uh, and then yeah, so I'm like, okay, this product costs three to five hundred dollars in a store. Then I, at that time, I was also doing a little gig for one of my friends. Where I, I I learned a bit about like Alibaba and China and stuff like that, and I said, okay, let me look on Alibaba how much this product actually costs. And I started looking. I'm like, wait, like they're having a huge margin on this product. What if we actually undercut these uh, kind of middlemen, these, uh, these, these these stores, and just sell it at pretty much wholesale prices to the consumer directly from online? Okay, so kind so of like we so see Everlane doing now. Alex, I'm sorry. To, I, I'm a really bad interrupter. I really apologize. But I just, <laughs> yeah. I just want to understand every step of the way. So of you course. saw a popular product that was being sold for X. But when you looked at Alibaba and you added in shipping, you saw that 
you can actually sell the same product for significantly cheaper. Like how much cheaper? Oh, well, what were you thinking? I'm like, the margin was, let's say, the product at that time, because it increased the supply and demand, so the product costs increased a lot. So at that time, let's say, uh, it cost three to $500 wholesale, uh, they'll probably, the salon will probably purchase it for about $120, $100. Wow. Uh, they're purchasing from China for around $50 to $65 back then, let's say. So wow. I'm like, we don't need so much margin. Uh, what if we just do, let's say, 50% margin, meaning we, we would buy the product for 50 sell it for 100 just to simplify things, right? Nice. And that's what we did. And then, so I said, that's enough margin for us. Because our goal at the beginning was just to make $1,500 a month. Let me ask a question again. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just step by step. So then on the YouTube video, would you say, Mimi, like, oh, at the mall, I bought this for $500, but, what, but you could just buy it. Why pay that? You could just buy it straight from me for 100 and save $400. <laughs> no, I never did something so correct. How did selling happen? Yeah, the way we market our products, Tuesday. yeah, it's very natural and organic. I actually can't sell anything unless I actually love it. So I will, I would make hair tutorials, and I still do, um, using the hair products. And the only time I will mention the product is just in the begin, beginning of the hair tutorial where I will say, I am wearing Luxy Hair Extensions. I don't talk about the product being my own business. I don't tell people to buy it. I don't say anything else. I just say... I'm wearing Luxy Hair Extensions in, you know, Dirty Blonde, Chocolate Brown, whatever color I may be at the time. And then I go into a hair tutorial to show women how to do a certain hairstyle. And if they choose to buy the product because they want to have that kind of hair, that's that's completely their choice. So and whenever they, make... They buy whenever, hair on YouTube from a link within YouTube? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yes, so the, the link will be under the video in the information box. But again, that's not something I tell them. I don't tell them, go in the info box, I'm going to link it there. It's very organic, it's very natural, and it's very intentional because I can't do it any otherwise. Like, I can't sell. I mean, it's it's got to be very organic, otherwise I don't feel right about it. So I, and it's so worked I, for us, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with that approach. I think if you did a hard sell, it's it's too like infomercial '90s style. Exactly. Yeah, because we have a whole thing like you know QVC and the way they sell. Like QVC is the biggest shopping network, and they have the whole thing like you know make two easy payments and buy in the next fifteen minutes and like oh. do this and like it just makes you want to puke. So we want to do everything opposite of. of all the like yeah. information marketing or uh, product selling. Yeah, we believe that if you provide enough value yeah. and you make the product available to people, and the product is good, and the product is actually great, then people will know how to buy it and how to find it. Well, and what a great equation! So value plus availability equals absolutely. business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the numbers. Again, in the first year, we, we, we wanted to make humbly 3000 Yeah, between yeah, the two of us. Because we thought that will be together. Because before that, we, we lived off like uh, employment insurance. So in Canada, when you're unemployed, they give you like, uh, I think, 1200 bucks a month to survive on. And we were like, you know what? We got by on that. Like we lived at home with parents. And we're like, we, we can do this all the time. So, okay. So, so when, at what point in the cycle, so you started doing, you did your first video in an April of, I guess, 2010. And at what point um, did the first order start coming in at luxyhair.com? 
The first order came in before we actually launched the website. It was a friend of mine from a previous work who heard about us starting the business and she used to wear hair extensions like daily. And um, she said, I'm going to come and get it. Just tell me, you know, the price. I'm going to come pick it up. So the day, it was, maybe it was the day before we actually launched, she came in, looked at the product, and we just, and, approved uh, it, which was very important to me because she's had way more experience than I did at the time. And she bought it, and that was the first sale. But the, the crazy thing is, James and Claudia, we honestly, we just got the shipment in uh, to, we'll say, our house that day. We didn't even see the, the the product. We didn't open the box. When she came in, we opened the box, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know if there's going to be, like, just plastic in there, and I just wasted $20,000, or if there's going to be actual product. And it happened to yeah, be, it was they, a great, it was, it was the first manufacturer we contacted out of, hundreds but it was it was the first one it was a great supply it was a great product and it was a, you know because we met at mastermind talk we were talking at mastermind talks you know that what that drug dealer that was there it's very similar like supply and demand good product it's all basic so, so the business is very similar in that so, so you had women who were paying five hundred dollars in the mall across the street and you mm-hmm. were, you found your manufacturer, I guess, through Alibaba or whatever, and you were buying for fifty dollars. Your friend came over and bought the first product for like a hundred dollars. Yeah, it was something. like hundred forty. Yeah, she bought a thicker set. So. Yeah, we because we have two sets. We have like a well, now we small, have a few more. Options. Yeah, but at the beginning we had two sets, so we had a kind of smaller set and a bigger set. So it's like yeah. Okay, yeah, and so let's so, hear more. So then, meanwhile, in parallel. You're building up your social media channels, YouTube and Instagram, where you yes, can show off yes. the, the product without selling it. Exactly. Since we didn't have any money to put into marketing, we said we're going to do everything. So all the videos, all the marketing for the first three years, if not more, was organic. It was just YouTube videos, Facebook. Yeah, Instagram. we never bought any views yeah, or yeah. advertisements or Facebook, anything uh, pure organic. So it was just, it was just really putting in um, kind of the work and over time we have a little formula uh to kind of how it all started what it took us to succeed but uh we can get into that but yeah yeah what's what's the formula we want to know yeah so because what happened was like like you said we built a seven figure business with youtube like in the first year within the first year so we we did seven figures before right before the first year we did and that it was shocking to us and it was actually profit right yeah yeah well no the first one was revenue the years after it became actual seven figure profits the second year on and then so what 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 the formula and that's why we want to talk about and the the only reason we we say the numbers even now say to share with you because we're really actually private about it is because we want people to understand that this is the real deal and what we mean is it's not about all the stuff that you learn and a lot of times in business school or people tell you or traditional ways of selling even like to because to us as people it never like i don't know we we came from selling background and banks and like we said before it made us puke anytime anybody's wanted to sell us something or we had to sell something to people so we want to be genuine about selling. So the, the formula that I, we call it, because what happened two years after the business, two or three years down the business, I'm like, wow, okay, this is we have something special going on. But what makes us, like you, you asked at the beginning, what made us different from, say, all other people who are on YouTube and they're trying to start a channel and they're trying to grow and they're trying to make money and they're trying to become popular and uh, whatever. So what, what made us different? How come we succeeded while other people, let's say other people didn't? Or also, what are other people, on YouTube, as you've mentioned, let's say Michelle Fon or other people, 
what are they doing that allowed them to be successful? So I really look at, looked at them, everybody, including ourselves, and I broke it down to four letters. So I call it QVCA because QVC is like the big shopping network, right? Yep. And I said, okay, so QVCA is the new way of selling. It's not the old QVC way of selling. So the what icon QVC? Way. Huh? The icon way. <laughs> well, you, you can call it whatever way, but but it's really. It, I think it's this is the way people want to buy today. Mm -hmm. They 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 don't want to buy. Yeah, people still buy from QVC. They're still laggards. You know, people who uh, it's a billion dollar company. I'm not going to knock them. Uh, they're making money, but I think more towards the future, more and more businesses will have to adjust. And sell them more genuine. So let me just, I'll quickly break it down. I'll, I'll go quickly through it. And James and Claudia, you can ask us questions. Yeah, you can go. interrupt that. So, so what we first noticed is that, okay, QVCA, Q. So Q stands for quality. And what we noticed is with videos, we're one of the first channels that actually started making videos with DSLR cameras. Meaning back then we first started with uh, just uh, kind of like a laptop notebook. But then we quickly realized that Everyone else was doing that, and we need to differentiate ourselves. Yeah, so I said, okay, why don't we get this new DSLR camera? So it's just coming out and to increase our quality, to have a better quality. Mm -hmm. So we were one of the first channels to kind of have a, a better-looking video quality. Now everybody has it. So, But with quality, the reason I mentioned it, quality of the overall videos are important, meaning you know, the sound matters, the quality of the video matters. So the overall image of the uh, video matters, meaning even from the background. So how does your room look like? Mm -hmm. uh, how, what's, what's, what's the bed in the background? Or what's the uh, thing? What's I, I, the, noticed uh, that, I noticed that in the videos, actually. It seems stylish. like there's a very, there's thought put into the room in the background, like what's on the <laughs> bed, how it's made, what the color is, and so on. Yeah, but, but that's actually our room. That's how it is. We're, we're, we're pretty neat. Uh, but I guess what... But, but it's important because all of that is the image that you're portraying to the world. And yeah. that's why it's important. And that's why the, the overall quality is important. Of course, the quality of, of the information you provide. But what I want to mention now, what we've learned also throughout the years, a lot of people, though, they stop themselves. I think, oh, you know what? Yeah, but to, in order to produce great quality, you need to spend a lot of money. Meaning you need to have these crazy expensive cameras and these lenses. And a lot of people get lost in the technicalities of, of quality and creating video. What we're learning now, especially even to, to this day more and more, is that actually quality, it's important not to have quality that is too high. You don't want things to be overproduced. You don't want things that are, that are like white background, super professional, everything scripted, uh, three camera angles. Yeah, all that is too that's much. Television. That's television. That's not YouTube. That's too much, and that's not YouTube, and, and people don't connect with it. So we realized also you want your quality to be good, but you also don't want it to be too good. Right. You want it to be still be realistic and so that you're able to connect with people through the screen. Because YouTube is why what makes it so great is that it's the perfect medium where you're able to really transfer once again emotion and uh, where people can really connect with you as a person but if it's in real life you never have uh, things looking perfect and you never have things uh, going from one angle to another and uh what sounds pretty good in real life in most of the instances and what, what we also realize even now with quality we're actually going to an age where quality actually matters less and less more and more people, the reason they're switching to YouTube is that they want more realness. They want more authenticity. And the more of that you can provide to people. So even sometimes there's a lot of successful people now, even filming, we'll say, with just iPhones or just uh, small candy cameras. But that's just some quality. But the, the point that I really want to make is 
you don't want things and videos to be overproduced mm-hmm. and overscripted and yes. all that stuff. And then I'll touch on other points. The second point is, so key is the first one. Second one is value. And this is really important. Something that I think we really touched upon is it's, we never focus on selling. Mm-hmm. I, we, because our, and it might, yeah. it might sound like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys still want to make money. We do. I'm not saying we don't want to make money, but we understand that, the whole intention of our videos and the content that we pr- provide, our videos are not there to make money. Our videos are there to provide value to people. And like I said, if you provide value to people, yeah. then it will translate into money. That's just how we see it. The more value you provide to people, the more money you make. That's just in our world uh, from our viewpoint. So we always focus, how can we make these videos better for people? What can we teach them? How can we educate them? Or... So value and always be, and we always think how we can provide more value to people. Now, so, so that's so Q. In, in every video, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. In every video, did you attempt to teach at least one new thing? Of course. Of course. Yeah, every video is a new hair hairstyle, hair technique. Um, you know, I also just, I look at the energy I bring as well as value. You know, I'm always bringing the best of myself. So I'm smiling. I'm, I'm trying to give off good vibes and, you know, it takes energy to, to give that kind of presence on camera. Um, I'm sure you've, you film videos as well. So, you know, you know what it takes sometimes. It doesn't always work with the first try. So it's a lot of energy that you give me off, but that's also part of the value. Yeah. But like, yeah, like when you said values, you can be entertaining to people. So mm-hmm. comedy does really well, or say gaming on YouTube is huge where people just, they show how they play the game well, or let's say it's uh, somebody showing how to clean their room and they're really good at it, but they're showing value. Yeah, you, can, how- you can provide value in many different ways, whether it's insights, knowledge, you know, tutorials on how to do something or... Or just t- pass the time, be entertaining yeah, for them or to... Entertain, yeah. or entertain. So that's quality, value. So QVC is consistency. Yeah, the last two yeah, points yeah. are even more important than the first two points. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you can have the quality, you can have you can be doing, doing great value, but if you're not doing the last two points, mm-hmm. you're really going to fail. So the last two points, or the third one is C for consistency. What we did really well, what many YouTubers or, or podcasters or bloggers, what they all do well, they're very consistent, meaning they're, they put out their videos every week, sometimes twice a week. You you don't want to overdo it by posting yeah. too many, but you want to be consistent in your content. Not more than twice a week. Yeah, not more than twice a week. And then let's That's say... good advice, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 And then, because some people just do overkill and they post every day, but... That, that's too much. Like people can't keep up with that. And posting once a month is not, it's not enough. So I, we found that once a week or twice a week is the, is the ideal exactly. formula. And the thing is we have to understand is that, you know, we have to use the resources and leverage that uh, other media conglomerates have provided for us. So, you know, media has spent trillions of dollars probably training people to, uh, look out for their shows for consistency meaning we all knew when the simpsons were on when we're growing up because well you know it's sunday whatever time and simpsons are going to be on so you want to create the same kind of consistency for your viewers so for example if you create videos every monday and you let them know at the end of it let's say your video or your podcast hey catch you guys next monday another show coming to you in their brain you're creating that connection and link that hey because people want certainty they really like that 
They, they know that next week, Mimi's going to be there to smile for them and show them something new. They, they like People love that certainty. And that's why they'll be more willing to subscribe to mm-hmm. the channel. What channel will you be more likely to subscribe? The one where, let's say it's a great quality video. It's a great, it gives you great value. You check it out, but you see that the, la- the last time she posted a video six months ago, you're not going to be so willing to subscribe. But if you see that Mimi posts videos yeah. every week. Consistency builds trust with your audience. Exactly. I think and, that's why it's so important. And another, but another thing with consistency, which really worked for us, for our business, for Luxury Hair, was another uh, you know, products is that it's also consistency of content. Meaning Luxie Hair was about hair and our business was about hair. We didn't do cat videos makeup or, videos. or makeup videos. We stayed really consistent and we became, we were one of the first channels on YouTube that just focused on hair, yeah, let's say in the beauty way. space. Because in the beauty space, they were doing all sorts of things, hauls, uh, our, uh, follow me around videos, all these sorts of videos. But we decided from the beginning, this channel is just about hair and that's what it's about. So people come here and they know there's going to be a hair tutorial. Now Mimi has a lifestyle channel. So if they want to follow her for more lifestyle and fashion and those, she has a different channel for that. Yeah. But for hair, this is the channel to go to. So c- consistency is very important. Consistency in the content. Consistency yeah. of content, consistency of uh, the videos <laughs> you put out, the podcasts you put out. So your your listeners and viewers, they'll know that, hey, James is going to create another podcast episode. I'm subscribing because um, I can't wait for another show. So that's QVC, right? Quality, value, consistency. The last point, which is... I think the most important, actually, and this is why I believe, you know, uh, Mimi did well or James, you really do well with across all your platforms is authenticity. Because at the end of the day, as people were sick and tired of fake people on television, like talking heads, talking nonsense to us and not being real, they don't care about us, right? As people, the reason people are flocking to YouTube or all these other alternatives of media and consuming it, we want to connect with real people human beings just like ourselves we want to hear real stories and from real people who are genuine and authentic people that win are genuine and authentic and uh, this is uh, this is a very important point that i've seen across many platforms i'm not saying that uh, uh yes there are people who are not genuine authentic that win but mostly the the people that really grow are the ones who are authentic and genuine so what uh, a great point to that just what we realized at some point we're trying to be perfect we're we're, we're actually trying to make our videos more professional and Mimi was trying to make less mistakes and we would edit all the bloopers out. And we and people said it's losing that touch. So we actually we realized it's not about being perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to leave in the bloopers. It's okay to uh, say something. It's not that, only okay, you have to. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not funny you okay. say that because I realized that in my podcast, I think my podcast got a lot better in our podcast. Claudia's in my podcast got a lot better when we were just having regular conversations as opposed to, Absolutely. you know, like, uh, you know, I think it just evolved to be more authentic as we learned how to communicate mm-hmm. on this medium. And also to relax. Because yeah. it takes a while to find your voice while you're being watched. Right. That's, oh, yeah. That's very true. And it can be very intimidating. To this day, it is, I think, for me, anytime, anytime I film, you know, it, it takes a bit of courage or sometimes a lot of courage to bring that authenticity and allow for others to see the real you. Yeah, but you're wonderful, Mimi. So, Thank so, you, Claudia. So, so this QVCA, and then that would attract more and more people to the videos. And then... Always underneath, there's a link, you know, by Luxie or, you know, just a link to the site. 
to the site. There was yeah, no buy. There was no buy. Yeah. yeah so the, it, and it was, sometimes it would be even hidden after the fold. So meaning it would be description of the video, and it'll be underneath. It'll be like here's the, here's the thing. So it's like everything that people tell you not to do, we do it. Yeah. And, uh, and it works. <laughs> and it works because a lot of people don't like to this day. They're like, "What do you do? Like for like what's, what's your you career?" <laughs> they still don't get it. So you know it works. So so it works because uh, they're watching the videos and they say, "Boy, I'd really like to have my hair look like that." And, exactly. oh, here's a link to it. I just happened to see. And they click on it, and some percentage of the viewers would buy. Yeah. They, they hear the name, and then they just Google it. I mean, Luxie Hair is a very simple name. And, you know, as long as I mention it in the video, and, I, again, I provide people with the information and then the content, if they're interested in buying the product, they will find a way to get it. But I think the most important, the greatest example of this that I can tell you, and a friend of mine shared this with me, uh, I think, last year, and this is exactly what we do. I think many successful businesses do. So, James and Claudia, you guys, have you guys ever played Mario? The game? Uh, One time, maybe. Yeah, like don older <laughs> versions, like Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, like, but you remember, like, Mario, that guy, Super Nintendo, or Nintendo, yeah. you play, he goes and he goes into tubes and grows bigger. So, there's Mario and then there's Super Mario, right? Yeah. But, yeah, so do you, guys, do you guys remember at all how Mario becomes Super Mario? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, some people might know. So Mario becomes Super Mario if he's like a mushroom or a star in the game and he gets bigger and he has all these superpowers and he starts throwing fireballs at people and you're so much faster. And, he, and like, that's what he becomes by, let's say, eating the star or this mushroom. But this is exactly how most businesses are. A lot of businesses, they think they have to focus on selling a product and selling the features of their product and how good it is and what it, what it will do and whatever. But the reality is nobody cares about the product. Everybody wants to become Super Mario. So what we do really, we show people, and that's why we say the background is important, the lifestyle you create is important, the imagery is important, the quality of your videos are also important, the, the bed you have in the background is important, how you present yourself is important. Because all that, you're selling, all those little touch points, you're selling the overall lifestyle. Right. And when they see Mimi, they're like, hey, I want to be like Mimi. This girl seems really cool. She seems like a person that I want to be like. And then they see what it, because as people, we start breaking things down. We say, what does she have? They'll say that I don't have. And then one of those things might be hair extensions. One of those things might be, uh, just, I don't know, uh, something else. But we, we always try to break it down because as humans, we always want to evolve and uh, try to get better. So that's one of the things. So as businesses, we when we create that, vision or that let's say that brand of ourselves that people want to become your products will sell automatically because because that's why we're actually very careful with Mimi who she's who who she features or who she sponsors because we know that those things will sell. I never sponsor him that's one of the things we actually don't do any sponsor videos yeah. so if people want to approach Mimi unless she genuinely likes the product she's not gonna which so far they haven't been many brands that you know, I, I, or any brands, like exactly. I've featured brands, but they haven't paid me anything for it. It's all genuine. Exactly. Cause a lot of no, people, that's great because I think if you just okay. focused on your own brands, then, uh, it, then you have that inauthenticity again. Exactly. Uh, you know, you need that because obviously you wear other clothes and other brands. So it's nice yeah. to you. And I notice you always point out like what the other brands are you're wearing. So, so people just assume Luxie hair is in the mix. Exactly. 
So, yeah. so it seems like along with QVCA, there's this one other aspect, which is you the know benefit, the lifestyle. Well, well, no, that, that I guess that's part of the A, but there's the the fact that you then spread the brand onto all these other media, like Yahoo Answers or wherever else you get you direct people back to YouTube. That was in the beginning. Yeah, we had done it for years. But yes, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's um, Pinterest, and YouTube. But YouTube is definitely our main main focus, and then Instagram. Okay, so so YouTube and Instagram are your main focus. Because we have a very visual product, so for us, that's what works the best. Do you think Pinterest um, will succeed? I definitely think it it already is succeeding um, in terms of for anything that's visual and creative. Personally, when I'm looking for pictures of outfits or, you know, sometimes if I'm looking for recipes, instead of Googling, I go on Pinterest and I Pinterest the recipe because they have way better imagery. So a lot of times now Pinterest is being used instead of Google. So in terms of that, I think it's a great tool that can be utilized for any business. Pinterest is the next, it is the the current image search. So meaning um, that's what Google is losing. And we definitely believe in the strength of Pinterest. We actually underutilize it. We don't uh, use its power as much as we do. And it's something that we talk about. Um, So it's a great tool. And there's many businesses that are made just off Pinterest. What about other video channels like Vine or Periscope or things like that? Um, personally, I, I just started um, using Snapchat, and I, I think Snapchat is quite powerful, and I, it's it's what all the 13, 14-year-olds use nowadays. I think it's quite fun, and it can be also used in terms of just creating a better brand for yourself. Um, Periscope, I did hear about it. I, I haven't used it. I think of all these tools, and it's something that we've touched upon also when I talked about quality and authenticity, uh, tools like, let's say, Periscope and uh, not buying as much, but especially Periscope, they, uh, which is a kind of a live streaming tool like Meerkat or Periscope. I, I've actually talked to Mimi about it too. Is that anything or like Snapchat, any tool that you can use where you can show more of your realness, your authenticity, and take people on your everyday journey is a win. Because, because you are providing because, value again. Yeah, because you're providing value again and people are able to connect with you on a different level. Because we live, yes, we do, and we partly do that. So, Mimi, I'll say, and us, we have, our videos are still pretty well produced. Our, her, Mimi puts a lot of thought in her Instagram pictures. But people still love to see that. For example, Mimi started vlogging recently, where it's just kind of. It's a lot more real and raw, and I just use a small, you know, camera to film with. It's not like a big DSLR camera. And it, I mean, it's a big step because you're downgrading the quality still a little bit, but I find that people can connect with that a lot more. So, again, going I, I back like- to. I like those videos because for me, I'm not your female audience. I'm a male audience, and it gives uh-huh. it gives men a chance to kind of get uh, used to your brand, and maybe I'll show them to my daughters and so on. So it's exactly. a good extension of the brand. But okay, so now you're in year three of essentially making over a million a year in profits. Uh, How has your lifestyle changed? Oh, this oh. is actually a really this is this is a great question. Um, I think you'll like. Them. Yeah, yeah. So, so remember our whole thing of like wanting to live the four-hour work week, and we we think that's going to be like the greatest thing ever for us. And it's like, yeah, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? The four-hour work week, and and like I also we know Tim, and he's a great guy, and the four-hour work week is a great book, but 
what we realized was, and I think like so many people realized, we come from a background where we don't have, we didn't have a lot of money. We don't come from wealthy yeah. families. Uh, I guess so for us, money was always something we wanted to attain because as through media, it is portrayed to be the thing that, you know, once you have it, you have the cars, all the material goods, you can travel and do whatever you want. Then you will be happy. <laughs> and what we right? quick, what we quickly learned, and Mimi actually, as soon as we we're in France in September, after three months, it hit Mimi right away. Yeah, like I got extremely depressed and anxious, and I just kind of lost all colors. I I just didn't know why I should even keep going. You know, like it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, for me, I honestly I wasn't understanding. I'm like Mimi, what do you what's going on? We're we're you know we're young. We're now we're in South of France. We're living the life. Uh, we're on the beach, we have time, um, and we're getting money. It's amazing. So for me, it took me, it took me personally about two years to hit rock bottom where I bought my dream car and we had seven figures in the bank, which I've dreamed of. And, you know, once I hit that and it was my birthday, I was like, what's the point of it all? You know, is, is this it? Is my point just to consume and make money and live my life like this? That's pretty like, it's not... Because we were, like, once we, you know, after a few months, we were able to get to a point where we didn't work a lot, to be honest. You know, we worked more than four hours, of course, but it never really felt like work anyways. <laughs> it all that felt like we were working, we, we're working mostly. So, yeah, we were always walk, uh, traveling when we were working. And, you know, you feel a bit isolated just working with a computer. Yeah, and it's isolated. And plus... You know, when you start, you don't have a routine. You don't have a proper routine. So we go, you know, you can wake up whenever you want and you can travel wherever you want. But most people don't live like this. So at least we had, we still had each other, but it was, yeah. it still felt a very, and people listening might, might be thinking, oh, boo-hoo, like you guys reached success. But I think the importance of, of seeing what we found was as soon as that happened, especially because Mimi experienced it for several years and we still kept going. For me, then it hit me, like I said, I, until two years and I bought my dream car and had reached for my goals. But what we realized was, you know, it's really not about money. And uh, it's money will, will definitely not make you happy. Um, because what we then I asked ourselves a very important question. And the question was, you know, we haven't been happy for some time, even though we're living this dream life and everyone from the side, from our friends and family and from, uh, from social media people, they might think like, we're, we're, we're so spoiled and we have the greatest life. We're so lucky, whatever it is, but, but we weren't, we didn't feel that way. And we asked ourselves a question, which was, when was the last time we were genuinely happy? You know, generally excited for living in life. Yeah. Waking up with a smile on your face and, you know, feeling like you want to live. And, and for both of us, it was the time when we were hustling, when we were struggling, when we had no money, actually. And when we just had dreams and goals that we were working towards, not four hours a week, but many, many hours in a day. And we just realized that we need to go back to, you know, work. <laughs> yeah, work. work. Well, we were again, like, and to this day, you know, it, it's, I feel very grateful because everything we do, we get to, ch we get to ultimately choose. And it feels amazing because you know, we become actually the opposite. We're workaholics where we work too much. Personally, I'm speaking of myself. Um, but you don't but have to it, feel guilty about making money. Yes, you don't because you, 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 you really love what you're doing. So again, at, at, at that time, you know, two and a half years ago, we just realized that first of all, we need to have a more structured routine. We need to get an office. 
we need to get all of our people that were working for us remotely to be in the office presently because it's important to be around people and have some kind of a culture. And, and also to go to sleep early, get yeah. more sleep, yeah. uh, rest. Uh, because we would go to sleep at 3, 4 a.m. And, and editing videos and doing all kinds of creative yeah. stuff. And so we, we've, we've actually, when we went from you know, being against nine to five and we realized how important actually as dreadfully as it sounds, routine is for human beings. We're mm-hmm, still, mm-hmm. Ha- we're still, it was a hard of, pill to swallow. Was <laughs> hard, we're still creatures of habit. And what we realized it's very important to create these habits and rituals in your life, which can be really healthy. So it means working out certain times of the day, going to sleep at certain times of the day, uh, create a med- let's say introducing meditation into your life, something that yeah. Mimi has, has really yeah. helped Mimi into her life. She, so Mimi has been to Vipassana retreats. Uh, Several times though. And I think that's one of the main things that helped to get me through all the dark times of my life. Yeah. Um, because it just, it helps you as an entrepreneur and as a creative person in general. And as any human being, to be honest, you know, our minds are very, very active, especially in the times that we leave with the phones and the computers and the iPads. There's just too much stimulation meditation provides for that space where you can learn to focus your mind and yeah like at the time two and a half years ago when we were deciding to you know completely change our lifestyle again and get an office you know i went to this crazy 10-day silent meditation retreat where did that you go, I think, where, which, which which location did you go i've been to I, I did the one in canada it's just outside of toronto it's okay. just maybe an hour away okay. but they have centers all around the world yeah, and they're free but, they're free so you live like a monk you don't pay or anything <laughs> for 10 days you only meditate sleep eat and meditate that's it yeah. Have you done it, Claudia? Yes, yes, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah. So, I mean, the first time I went, I actually ran away. But that was before we started the business. I ran away on day three. Oh, you're the one. You're the one. Okay, and then I went back and I did it twice. I didn't, ra- I didn't run away, but I did uh, cheat a lot. Like in my room, I, I couldn't take 10 hours of medit- of silence a day. Like in my room, I watched some TV shows. But I have to tell you, you guys, your story is incredibly inspiring. I've never seen James not interrupt as much. <laughs> I wonder if he has a pulse or what's going on. No, no, I think this is really valuable for anybody to hear, like this is the way to build a business in the modern day and age. Like it's not about your sales pitch. It's about the value you offer. And I think that's, and the authenticity you offer and and people want that authenticity in in their lives. Like ultimately we're the sum of our experiences. We're not the sum of our material goods. And I think when you show that, that's how you, you know, create value. Yeah. Exactly. Thing we also like going back to the four hour work week quickly because Tim actually talks about it. And but we, we as people, you know, we always want to like, I want the end result, I want the four hour work week. There's an important chapter in the book that we miss ourselves, and that chapter was chapter 15, I believe, filling the void. So, what happens after you actually achieve your dreams or your goals, or you actually have your working four hours a week? What happens then? Well, all the anxiety creeps and all the existential crisis in your life creeps in because you, you understand that. There's more to life than just making money. There's more to life than just going on vacations and drinking margaritas or doing whatever you want to do. There's more to that. So as it's, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And that's why you really uh, start seeing what can I give to the world where it becomes not about you, but what can you deliver? What kind of value, even more value you can deliver to the world? And that's where you get more fulfillment. 
what's what's the next step for you guys? What's what's next? We're working on a very exciting project here in Europe. It's to do with one of my biggest passions, which is uh, fashion. But I can't say anymore because I, I, I'm one of those people that, you know, believes in talking less and doing more. So until it's ready to be launched, I feel like it's important to be quiet. We've conversation a lot about how you can't really, if you talk about your ideas, then you release the energy of the idea too early into the world. Yeah, it's like having a baby. You need to keep those first couple of months secret so that the baby can really develop. It's, it's, <laughs> that's how I feel it from the. That's a great metaphor. That's a great metaphor, and it, and it, but it's definitely more towards uh, even with, let's say with Lexi here. It's not like that business didn't have a purpose at all. We actually started seeing how can we deliver more value and create more purpose for that business as well. So it means reshifting gear so that so we're doing that in business as well but also in new businesses and all businesses that we mm -hmm. create now let, let's say five minute journal was another business that we created uh, was part of that it was like how there was something that we wanted to create in our lives that would make us better as people and, uh, and make us uh, feel good on an everyday basis so that was a project that was a side project that we did with my friend uj ramdas where we just we we created a journal to help people be happier through everyday journaling technique, right? And we, we that was so that was one of those businesses. It was a business not to create money once again. It was, it was a, a business, passion project. It was a passion project. Hey, I really want this this product in my own life, and I, if I can help other people live better lives, then why not? Because I think more and more businesses, if you as a business or you as a person, the most the most important thing you have to think about, and this is I think I talked about this before in some of my videos, that you know, all people is ask, how do I make money? How do make how do I make money? But the thing is, when you focus on making money, you actually don't make it. You have to focus as a as an individual, as a person, or how can I create value for other people, and how can I do that? And as the moment you shift your mind from just selfishly trying to make money for yourself, mm -hmm. and you shift your mind to how can I create value for other people, that's when you actually make money. So it's 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 the reality, and I wish I knew about it earlier. We totally agree with that. I think that's something you know many business people realize along their path, and mm -hmm. that's. The, the real secret. And it's amazing how well that secret works to bring success in all forms into your life. Um, I just want to say, you guys, it's been really great having you on. I think this has been an incredibly valuable lesson to, to the listeners. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jason Claudia. It was a pleasure. Yes. Okay. Talk to you soon. Now that's what we call done. Visit StansberryRadioChooseYourself.com to download our free report called The Choose Yourself Stories and check back daily for more Ask Altucher. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.